You are listening to the Gospel-Centered Education Podcast, brought to you by Community Christian School in Tallahassee, Florida. Hello and welcome to the Gospel-Centered Education Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Argersinger, and this is my co-host, Kelly Owen. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Tom. On the Gospel-Centered Education Podcast, we'll be exploring how we as Jesus followers connect the dots between education, culture, and biblical theology. And I'm super excited about it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great time. I really do. There's a lot to say, and we don't have much time to say it. There's a lot I don't know. There's a lot I don't know either. So (laughs) why are we doing this podcast? So, uh, but I think it's. I think the point here is we're trying to get across uh, a fresh vision Mm -hmm. for what gospel-centered education can be Mm -hmm. and probably should be, uh, and then what? How does that relate to teaching and learning, and maybe even a little bit about parenting and all that? How does it relate to parents like me and how we discern and and help our children? Absolutely. In this challenging world. Absolutely. Yeah. So we probably should tell them a little bit about who we are. Yes. So they know something, at least. <laughs> so so I'm Tom, and I am the head of school at Community Christian School, and I um, have been in education for over 40 years, That's hence the gray hair. <laughs> and that and in urban schools, rural schools, and suburban schools. So mm-hmm. that's my short story. How about you? Um, I am a mom of three. Not very interesting. I do have ministry experience. Um, I worked at my church for 15 years in youth and children's ministry. So there's there's that experience. But Well, I don't want to correct you, but being a mom actually is very interesting, mm-hmm. I think. you know. So what's the most interesting thing about being a mom to you? Um, the most interesting thing? Yeah, the most interesting ch- thing. My children's personalities, they're all different. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. So it's kind of hard to find uh, common ground sometimes or... It is, yeah. Some some mm-hmm. of them are more like me, and some of some of them I have to figure them out a little bit more. But it's it's challenging and it's fun, and I love I love it. Okay, great. Yeah. So the idea here, as we get into the the meat of what we're trying to talk about, I think, mm-hmm. is that we really are trying to make that connection between biblical theology. So we'll talk a little bit about that on mm-hmm. the podcast and how that intersects with the other stuff that we're talking about, mm-hmm. and then also the culture part, which can be a variety of things. And then also just how it, all that relates back to education to kind of ground us in the main thing yes. uh, that we're doing here. Like, yeah, because yeah. I, I can imagine a lot of people would be asking, you know, why, why, are, <clears throat> why are we talking about parenting? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you yeah. Know, and how does it relate to us here at Community Right, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think a lot of people kind of pigeonhole uh, education a little bit, you know, and say, mm-hmm. well, if you're an educator... You really don't know anything about anything else, or at least some people might think that. Right. Those who can't do teach, one of my least favorite quotes, by the way. <laughs> but but I think the reality is, first of all, I think when you raise kids, mm-hmm. it doesn't make you an expert, because I'm not even sure what an expert on parenting really is. Right. Because ultimately, I think there are principles in parenting, uh, but uh, just like there are principles in all of life, but there's no guarantees. And so I think having kids for a long time Mm -hmm. and like me now having adult kids and your kids are not quite adults yet, but (laughs) they're going towards that direction. That must be count for something. Mm -hmm. And I think being in education for a long time Mm -hmm. and youth ministry, Mm -hmm. I think you see a lot of kids. Oh, definitely. And you see kind of patterns that evolve over time while you still respect their uniqueness. Yeah, I I would imagine you've seen a lot. Yeah. And and the and the. And the focus really is not just on parenting. You know, that's one thing we'll probably touch on. Mm-hmm. But we do want to make sure uh, that 
it, what we talk about is relevant to parents, you yes. know, and students in some sense, especially older ones, but uh, maybe grandparents too. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I am very excited about yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm so glad that we're doing this because I yeah. think it'll be very helpful. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that summarizes sort of the general goal for why gospel-centered education even exists as a podcast and as a as a vision because we want to cast this vision and we really love for people to get excited about this mm-hmm. and say, you know what? There's something to this that is biblical, that is educationally sound, and also deals with some of the main questions Mm -hmm. that people have uh, about how we live in the world. Yeah. You know, how we exist as Christians in the world. Well, here's a question for you. Yeah, yeah. What is gospel-centered education? Yeah. Well, I think think it's it's an education that is wrapped around probably a three-part context. Mm-hmm. And one part of that context is a biblical foundation, okay. which is essentially how we learn to walk with God. And that's not the province just of education. In fact, one could argue it's not even primarily the province of education. It's really the province of church. Mm. But the reality of, of education, especially gospel-centered education, mm-hmm. is that we're working towards this this triune kind of idea, this three-legged stool idea of making sure that the the church is involved in that process and really leads that process. And then the school, the gospel-centered school comes along and says, this is, this is how you take those truths that you're learning and how you apply them in real life, in, your, in all of the subjects, all the areas of learning and all that. And I think so. I think that's key. And that's what I love about community Christian school is that you really like the this school really backs the church in so many different mm-hmm, ways. Mm-hmm. You know, it just any like stuff that we're learning in church, we learn in school too. Mm-hmm. It's so great. Yeah, it's really it's really a privilege. You know, because mm-hmm. I don't think it's any secret or it shouldn't be a secret to us that the church uh, is God's A plan. Yes. And it's the only plan mm-hmm. that he has for making the kingdom work in the world. Mm-hmm. But I think the Christian school or the, the gospel-centered school comes alongside of that process and extends that process. We have here what you might call 10 times access. Mm-hmm. As far as time, we mm-hmm. see these kids much more than youth. I mean, how often yes. did you see your kids Once a week, ministry? once or twice a week. Right, yeah. exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's like an hour at a time, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we're we're doing this now. Uh, we see them, uh, you know, roughly ten times that amount. Sometimes you know? more than parents. Sometimes they're yeah, in yeah. school more right. than they're at home. Yeah, it's especially you know, during the week, and then they go to bed. Yeah, and when it's, they get home. It's especially true of high school kids. You know, yeah. as they get involved in activities and right. everything. So I think that's important. That's one of the the pieces or aspects of the context of gospel centered education. Another one is Shalom Community. We've talked a lot about that through various other mm-hmm. things that I've written in the fall and everything. Mm-hmm. And just that idea that we're supposed to be building, and the Holy Spirit's supposed to be building this community of uh, peace and safety and hope and joy uh, so that we know how to live with each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's so much a part of kingdom work mm-hmm. is you know, having the foundation, how we walk with God, and that's kind of the, 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 the foundation. And then on top of that, you lay the shalom community concept. Mm-hmm. And that's the Holy Spirit working in us to work out what the Word is saying so that we can live together. The third part of the context would be the, um, the resurrection culture, mm-hmm. which is really, it's, it kind of comes from that term that Eugene Peterson talked about, which is practicing 
resurrection. Mm -hmm. So basically, in his view, that's moving us from where we are, wherever we are. It's moving us from here toward maturity through this intentional growth process. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what I think we're really trying to get after. It's like, how can we intersect biblical foundations and a shalom community, how we live with each other, and then how do we work with each other? What's the actual work that we're doing? Well, in a lot of ways, it's practicing resurrection in an academic setting where people are learning various things about various subjects, but all with all three of those things in mind. So I think that's one way to come after the definition of what. So would you say like on a daily basis, CCS is striving for all of those things? Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. And in a perfect world, right? So you're hitting that perfectly every Mm -hmm. day Mm -hmm. where the, the biblical foundation part is natural in the sense that it's genuine Mm -hmm. and authentic. Mm -hmm. And that's just growing out of who the teachers and who the administrators are. Mm -hmm. It's not just tacking a Bible verse at the end of a lesson Mm -hmm. or making sure you have a Christian textbook. Right. It's way deeper than just that kind of thing. And then it's also, again, how we work, how we live with each other in the community, how we, how we treat students, how Mm -hmm. they treat us, Mm -hmm. mutual respect as human beings and Mm -hmm. as persons. Mm -hmm. And then that, that last piece, which is the actual work, you know, that we do, which is that uh, resurrection culture uh, as we move together, really, because I mean, the reality is teachers and administrators are growing too. Right. We're all moving towards maturity in Christ, mm-hmm. both intellectually and socially mm-hmm. and physically and emotionally mm-hmm. and in our stewardship. That's just all part of the deal. So I can see how that would be relevant to students because they're hearing this stuff every day. But how is that relevant to parents? Yeah. Well, I think it's most relevant. It's a great question. I think it's most relevant to parents when they share those ideals. Right. When, in other words, if the goal of being a gospel-centered Christian is to walk with God in the real world mm-hmm. and apply the word through the power of the Holy Spirit, then this is one great way to do that, mm-hmm. to augment what, what you're getting as the foundational piece in church mm-hmm. and what you're teaching in the home, mm-hmm. hopefully mm-hmm. there, and then connect that to what's being uh, what's being taught in school and what's mm-hmm. being modeled in school. So ho- what you're hopefully you have a synergy right. that develops between all those three things. So it's unfortunate, you know, if it isn't happening at home, mm-hmm. then right. And I think a lot of times, I think a lot of well-meaning, serious Christians mm-hmm. really struggle with how. Well, there's time too. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. we're trying to as parents, we're trying to do so much. We have like yes. full-time jobs and yes. we're coming home and then there's so much homework. Mm-hmm. CCS gives a lot of homework. But... Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's for a later podcast. We're going to talk about why is there why does homework exist? Yeah. There is a reason, but anyway. Yeah. So, but no, that is hard, and I think that gets down to the issue of values. Mm-hmm. You know, what do we value the most? Mm-hmm. And another piece of gospel-centered education is to say is actually to, to take the time to ask that question. Why do I value what I value? Right. Why is this at the top of the pyramid? Mm-hmm. And I think that it's tough because our culture tends to really, in a way, force us into that lane to say, well, gosh, everybody else thinks X is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And we can all fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily Jesus. It's not necessarily Jesus and what he's taught us as Jesus followers Mm -hmm. that should be the most important thing. 
And so we're getting a lot of messages, right, mm-hmm. from all directions about what we should be focusing on, what should emerge as our, quote, one thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that gets really confusing. So many voices. Yeah. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Um, how mm-hmm. does gospel-centered education differ from public or non-religious private schools? Yeah, that's a great question. Because here again, there's there's superficial, obvious differences. Like we can pray out loud, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Oh yeah, right? yeah. We can we can take the Bible and we can bring it into the actual classroom, and we can actually open it up freely and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, and the teachers can read it. And the teachers can <laughs> yeah. read it. So I think that that's that's. The obvious part. Mm-hmm. What's not so obvious is what we just talked about. Right. We're coming from, we're, we're using an external standard for our value systems mm. and deciding what is most important and actually even how to live. Mm-hmm. And we're intentionally going back to the Bible, imperfectly, by the way. Mm-hmm. And that's why we all need the gospel itself. Right. But we're trying to say as kingdom citizens... Citizens of the kingdom, as mm-hmm. Jesus followers, mm-hmm. how do we walk? Because it's a pretty chaotic and challenging world. I mean, you're a parent, and mm-hmm. I mean, there's probably a lot of stuff in your world that you kind of go, whoa. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's just mixed messages from every source. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, try, and, and so the question becomes, how do you sort through that? What's your standard? Mm-hmm. Is it... I always like to say when I taught uh, classes all the time, I would say, you know, when you answer, there are three main societal questions. Who decides, who pays, and who's responsible? Mm. And if you, how, how you answer those three things determines a lot of your worldview. Mm-hmm. And so the answer to who decides, there are three possible answers. So and we'll take this example. So if you're trying to decide, let's say we're, you're trying to decide what to do with technology. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that later right. in one of our podcasts. I'm excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really <laughs> tough subject. So what do you do with technology? So, um, you know, I can decide what I think. And that's my truth. Mm-hmm. That's my truth. Mm-hmm. And that's what I live by. I can also, you know, you and I can get together as parents and go, we think it should be X. This right. is what we should do about technology. Yeah. And then, um, but, and that's we. So mm-hmm. me or we. And then the third option for who decides is other. Mm-hmm. Something else decides. Mm-hmm. Well, for Christ followers, it's the word. Mm-hmm. The word decides. And then immediately people go, but wait, the Bible says nothing about technology. Right. Not entirely true. Mm-hmm. And certainly not true in the global sense. Because ultimately from a principle center. What the Bible does is it helps us to order our reality in the proper order. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, you know, when, when great writers of, of the Christian history would, t- that w- would talk, they would say, would write, they would say, it's the disordering of our loves that causes the problem. Hmm. That's what really creates the problem. So gospel-centered education and gospel-centered churches and gospel-centered homes are trying to come alongside young people and kids and go, how can we help you learn how to order your loves mm-hmm. in a, such a way that it glorifies God? And when we glorify God, that brings us joy. And I, and I love that. You know, I've even seen, uh, like in the science books here, I, I do a lot of substitute teaching here. Mm-hmm. So, so I teach out of the science books. It's, it's all about, um, it's, there's a lot of Christ in there. There's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. how, how God made the world and, um, yeah. It's, it's in all of the, the conversations that we have here, right. just like looking through a biblical lens mm-hmm. at everything. 
Right. And that takes, the thing is, that takes practice. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to do because we don't grow up usually. And very, very few people, I mean, I grew up in a secular home. Mm -hmm. Neither of my parents were Christians. Mm -hmm. My mom became a Christian when she was in her 60s, -hmm. actually. My dad, I don't know, he died early, relatively early, 61. I don't Mm -hmm. know if he was a Christian or not, but Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't become a Christian until I was like 15. So, and that was miraculous mm-hmm. because most of my friends were not Christian. So mm-hmm. did you come to Christ early, by the way? I grew up in the church, but really dedicated my life at 19. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, and and then when I did attend church a lot, there wasn't a lot of emphasis on living in the kingdom. Mm. It was a lot of kind of the basic story, which is awesome and foundational and necessary. But then sometimes when it came to, well, how do you take this truth mm-hmm. This truth and beauty and goodness of God. How do you take this and then actually live it out? Yeah, because for me, church was a Sunday morning thing. And then, you know, you did whatever else every other day of the week. And then Sunday morning, you know, yeah, you know, that's true. But how do you Mm -hmm. live it out? How do you take it from church? And and I do love that about Community Christian School is that it does help you to have those conversations in the classroom as to how to, especially as they get into the older grades, mm-hmm. how to navigate through some of those areas that the church, sometimes the church doesn't talk about. Right. And, and of course there again, you know, having many friends who are pastors and youth mm-hmm. pastors and worship leaders, etc. They have such a small segment of time. They do. You can't talk about everything. Mm-hmm. And, so, and then you've got people who are coming on Sunday and then absent for the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's hard to get any kind of sequential understanding mm-hmm. built. And you have to really trust the Holy Spirit in mm-hmm. that you know, process. Mm-hmm. As do we. It's just that we have the advantage of being able to bring, I think, a little bit more of a, I don't know if you want to use the word coherent, but a little bit more sequential process. Mm-hmm to the, 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 the idea of that practicing resurrection, of, of pursuing maturity and uh, in all different areas of life. And it's a challenge. That's why I think you need all three legs of the stool. Yes. Well, I don't think it was ever meant to be just one in a sense. I mean, obviously, the church is paramount, but without Christian homes and without somebody to help in the educational er- uh, area, uh, these days, I think it would be very difficult. So go over the legs of the stool again. Yeah. So the church, church. you know, really bringing the foundational truth. Uh-huh. And then the home, home, really raising the kids in that environment mm-hmm. that says, this is what's true, this is what's good, this is what's beautiful, and this is what's real. Mm-hmm. And those kind of ancient, uh, eternal questions, you know, mm-hmm. what's, what are all those things? Mm-hmm. And saying, believing God is, is all of those things. Mm-hmm. And then the school comes along and, mm-hmm. and reinforces those mm-hmm. things, but gets more specific. So mm-hmm. it's more real-time application of what that looks like yes. in your job, in your career. Right. What's the, what, why become uh, an engineer? Mm-hmm. And the number one answer you'll hear today is what money. you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> Can make a lot of money. Yeah. Is that important because prices are doing nothing and going up? Yes, biblically speaking, we need to earn a living. Mm-hmm. But is that at the top of the pyramid, or is honestly that just an idol mm-hmm. that we've manufactured? Mm. Back to St. Augustine, you know, our hearts are idol making factories. Mm-hmm. And is that just something that we have placed so high on the pole mm-hmm. that everything else becomes really not very important? So therefore, so therefore, what about the call of God? Right. 
What if he, this is not good. What if he calls you to a job that is, doesn't pay well? Mm. Oh no, (laughs) this is not good. What if Oswald Chambers was right? And that is, God doesn't always consider our personalities when he calls us. Right, right. Sometimes he just says, I want you to go do that. Mm-hmm. Are you going to obey or not? And yeah. that's a hard truth of it because it sounds like heretical. Uh-huh. Yeah. You just, I mean, you think about Moses. I mean, he, yeah. he didn't want to be called right. where he was like, called. Yeah. <laughs> or technical fall. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, but I think that's a good example, I think, of, in my opinion, at least. That's where the worldly kind of cultural meta narratives mm-hmm. have really seeped into the life of Christ followers. Mm. Is it hard? And of course, the, the, the skeptics and everything will say, well, it's easy for you to say, Tom, you chose education. Poor move. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I had one Literally. guy, one, actually got one guy say to me one time, he's like, you know what? I would listen to you, but I make way more money than you do, and therefore I'm not going to listen to oh you. Oh my goodness. Yeah, people have said a lot of things to me over the years. Huh. But the point there is... And all I would say about that is he's free to have an opinion. But the reality is that doesn't leave a lot of room for God right? to do yeah. his thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... Now, he may call you, by the way, for all of you out there who are saying, gee, I wonder if my kids will actually make a lot of money. God could call them to that. <laughs> yes. But in reality, you know, in reality, that may not be the case. And therefore, what's the most important thing? Mm-hmm. That we listen that we understand the call like Isaiah, which the call just blew him away. Mm-hmm. Isaiah wasn't prepared for his call mm-hmm. at all. Not Well, he was prepared in the sense he hung out with God. He walked with God. And he was had the ears to hear when the time came. So in that sense. But that doesn't mean he was up to the task. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I think it is hard, though. I'm not trying to pass judgment. I'm just saying I think it's hard. Mm-hmm. And I think people need help. And that's actually one of the things the Gospel Center podcast is here, education podcast is here to do right. is to say, is there anything we can do to help connect these dots, which oftentimes we know what the dots are, but we don't know how to connect them. Right, exactly. Um, So what practices allow a school to apply gospel-centered education? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of them is really, there's a lot, we could go on for hours, which we won't, but (laughs) thank God, right? So, but I think what, I think one of the key things is the life of the person who's in front of the kids, Mm -hmm. whether it be a teacher for the most part, or, mm-hmm. or administrators. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, we are really, as image bearers of Christ, mm-hmm. we're imparting, we're modeling. Everything we say and do is mm-hmm. a model. Just like for parents, every single word, every single decision is a model. Mm-hmm. It's frightening. They're watching. Right. <laughs> and they, they learn, and you know this, Kelly, they learn much more from our actions yeah for sure than from our words Mm -hmm. right so i think it starts i think all of this starts with the character and the faith Mm -hmm. and the understanding of the person who's actually what they used to call back in the day the living curriculum Mm. the books are one thing Mm -hmm. but the person Mm -hmm. is what it's all about in that i think and then how the holy spirit uses that person so, yeah. So I think that's the beginning. I mean, there's a lot more than that. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to unpack everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. In the coming weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. So so I think we're kind of 
Well, I think our time is up. I, I'm not even watching the clock. I think our time. All right. Oh, so I think wow, we got okay. a few minutes. We got a couple minutes. So okay. any other questions we can hit real quick before we close for today? Um, not for today, except for, is there any takeaways that? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. So every week we're going to want to try to bring uh, a couple takeaways. Mm-hmm. One of those is we want to do a media of the week. So we'll basically try to choose a book or an article mm-hmm. or, or something that will, um, that will hopefully reinforce what mm-hmm. we're trying to say and mm-hmm. hopefully reinforce great. and understand. Yeah. yeah. So I think for today, I think the best media would be the 66 books of the Holy Bible. Okay. What is and that? And that sounds so cliche, yeah. right? I mean, it's like... Oh, just the Bible. Yeah, the Bible. Oh, you're just saying yeah. the Bible. I'm just saying, okay. yeah, in case yeah, yeah. for those who think there are more <laughs> or less, just, just clarify the... Okay. This so, isn't a podcast. Just open your Bible. That's right. So I think it's really important to do that mm-hmm. because I think that is the foundational text. Yes. If it's not, if the answer to where does our truth come from isn't that, Mm -hmm. then we go back to the me, we, and all that. Where do we get our truth and what's the standard? So I think that's functionally the most important thing. So therefore, that's the media of the week, the Bible. Be grounded in the Word. Yeah. So what what are some ways maybe that we, what are some practices maybe, Kelly, that we can can do to apply some of those things? Uh, we were talking about this earlier, mm-hmm. um, establish a 10 minute daily time alone mm-hmm. to quietly and systematically read and meditate on the mm-hmm. word of God. Mm-hmm. So daily 10 minutes a day. At least. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And what, that's hard though, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and even people that are listening right now, they're going like, oh, here they go. I knew it was coming. Yeah. And now comes the guilt trip Back to the that word. I'm not in the word. Well, yeah. look, it's not a it's not meant to be guilt producing. Mm-hmm. It's just, how do you do this? Mm-hmm. If you don't have a grounding in the word, mm-hmm. how do you do this? Because it is complex. Mm-hmm. It is difficult. So yeah. So at least 10 minutes, get started. If you're not doing it, if you are doing it, keep on doing it. Yeah. And pray for each of your children or yeah. your grandchildren. Yeah. Cause yeah. it seems so self-evident, right? Mm-hmm. And we all, uh, who was it? Um, E.M. Bounds, I think, said, we talk a lot about praying. Mm-hmm. In fact, we talk about praying more than we actually pray. Mm. Oh, I need to pray for my grandkid because blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And can I also just add one thing? And that is, don't just pray for them when they're sick. Yeah, don't stop praying for them. Yes, mm-hmm. don't pray for them just when they have a test or something. Mm-hmm. Pray for their soul. Mm-hmm. Pray for their mind, will, and emotions. And pray them to be gospel-centered, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And and then we were saying to be in community. Yeah. Be, enter yeah. Uh, deeply into the life of your local church. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, another huge practice is if you're not in a local church, mm-hmm. I understand, we understand there's lots of reasons, mm-hmm. right? We mm-hmm. could all list them. Mm-hmm. It's all because of COVID or whatever, <laughs> you know. But hey... COVID's not really here as much anymore. So now what? Yeah. And so at the end of the day, I think being in community in a local church for love and joy and accountability and truth is, is what we need. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's all of the time that we have for today. Okay. So thank you for tuning into episode one of Gospel Centered Education. We hope this episode sparks some questions and curiosity. Uh, tune in next time. We will explore... What are we exploring next time? What are we exploring? Student health and well-being. Mm-hmm. We're actually doing a series in the month of February on student health and well-being, and we have a guest. Yes, next week, Miss Anna Nelson will be our guest. 
And Anna is a registered nurse, a foster parent, and a mom of eight children. Hmm. And she will help us to kick off our health and well-being series by sharing ways we can help our children be healthier with less anxiety. And if you're not a parenting expert with eight kids, then <laughs> who is? I just want to know who is, you know. So uh, anyway, so anyway, so we really appreciate you guys joining us. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate that. Remember to follow us, uh, mm-hmm. Gospel-Centered Education, wherever you get access to your podcasts. And so, in the midst of uh, all of this, remember that Jesus is Lord. Have a great day, guys. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Gospel-Centered Education Podcast, brought to you by Community Christian School in Tallahassee, Florida. You can find us online at myccs.org.